T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rainey kicks the 1-1. Swung on, hit well. Left center field and deep. Thomas going over in the gap to the track. He looks at the wall. It's gone. Matt Fearling has done it again. A ninth inning homer to put the Phillies on top. 6-5 as Veerling goes deep for the second time tonight. It's his third of the year. And the Phillies Matt Veerling, man. You are the man. No, that would be sacrilegious. But nonetheless, there it is. By the way, this hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. Happy to be joined by our pal Ben Davis, uh, fresh back from a little out-of-town jaunt, watching the kids play volleyball, right? Ben, did did they do well in the tourney? They did okay. I think they could have done better, but uh, overall I was pretty happy with the way they performed. I had to get back because she has a lacrosse tournament in Hershey, PA, she and her sister that my wife coaches. So they left this morning, and off they went. (laughs) You have have four kids, right? Four, yes. Yep, yeah, bookend boys, 16, uh, 14, 13, and 7. So, and they are all, and I'm sure they just have you and your wife running all the time. Which yeah, is that's the, all we do. We just, we're just, we just burn diesel everywhere we go. Right, one last <laughs> question before we get into the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, because Jody was a sports dad. I was a sports dad watching our kids play. Jody coached his daughter in hoops. I coached my son in hockey a little bit when he was younger, before they like got serious about it. Um. Are you the sports dad in the stands who makes noise, or are you the sports dad who sits there and quietly watches? I sit there and quietly watch. I, I never say, and I, I never say never, but I never say anything to them uh, throughout the course of a, of a game. It's just I don't feel it's my place. If I feel like I need to mention something after the game, I will go ahead and do that. I think you could have done this better, or I think you did this really well. Keep that up. Um, but I don't think it's in the middle of the game is the time or the place. Jody, what about you? When when you weren't coaching, when you were just watching? Yeah, no, I took uh, the direction from my father, who never said anything ever yep. until we got in the car after the game, driving on the way home. Oh, um, okay. But I got a question for Ben. Yes, How Jody. tall are you? I am six five. You are six foot five. Yes. How tall is your sixteen year old son? He's uh, he's almost six four. He's getting there. He's getting there. So it's actually. Um, yeah, he's he's a left-handed pitcher, uh, first baseman. But it's actually tomorrow he's going to play in the Carpenter Cup in the semifinal and at CBP, and he's actually starting pitching. So it's going to be fun to watch him out on on that field. So it'll be uh, it'll be a, a lot of lot of fun, a lot of was fun he, to watch. Was he at uh, the homestand this past week? He was. Yes, he was. I think he yes. was at he was at a couple games. You saw him, Jody. Your broadcasting pals mentioned that they thought that he was now taller than you. 
No, it's, he's oh my not. God! He's... Look how big Ben's kid is. That kid's about six foot nine. <laughs> no, he's not there yet. But uh, okay. I have to keep knocking him down to peg. But he keeps creeping up on me. He's like <laughs> looking me in the eye, like I got you now, Dad. I said, easy there. Hold your horses there, buddy. Not yet. All right, all right, all right. The the, the Ben Davis family is doing well, and we're delighted. The Phillies are doing well, and we played the Matt Veerling, the second of Matt Veerling's two home runs coming into it. And Jody and I discussed this at the start, and I kind of want your thoughts on it, because when the role players are all doing well, right, when the Stotts and the Veerlings and all these guys are contributing, you know that things are just happening. I, I don't even know what question I have out of that except... Boy, all those secondary guys are, are really helping out Rob Thompson and the Phils right now. Well, they are, and, and they need that to happen because if they don't, then you can isolate the big bombers in the, in the, in the lineup. You can isolate Schwarber and, and Harper and Castellanos and, and Hoskins, who's swinging the bat really well right now. You can isolate those guys. So if you're getting production one through nine, it... Oh, jeez. You know what? I think that was... I accidentally did that. Oh, I'm like, Kyle, got- get him back. Jody, I literally shifted my position, and I think I knocked the phone off. <laughs> Jonesy, we were blaming cell towers. The Jonesy ben, one was not my fault. This blame one ourselves. I will, no, I will, I will take full blame for this. I just I moved, and I pushed my mouse, and when I pushed my mouse, boy, that's a sensitive mouse. All right. I'm sorry. We'll get him back. Uh, but, but to his point, and I think it's a good point, if you have the guys who are, say, 21 through 26 on your roster giving you something, that really it, it just gives you so much of a better opportunity. And we'll go further with Ben when we reestablish contact, key being bullpen guys. You talked about Stott and Verling. 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 I'll take else. Verlander if, that, if I can get him. He's pitching okay for Houston. Uh, could win another Cy Young. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- those are, are ones that you, you, you wouldn't think could give as big a contribution. Oh, the bullpen's used every day. Somebody's yeah. coming out of that pen every single day and either getting the job done or not getting the job done and grabbing the attention of everybody. That needs to be managed differently and better. And to this point, that's part of what's working for Rob Thompson. The bullpen guys have not blown up on him the way that they did on Joe Girardi. Well, Ben is back with it. Ben, I'm sorry. That was on me. That was my No favorite. worries. No okay. worries. I was like, what the heck happened? <laughs> uh, I, just, I accidentally pushed the mouse. Anyway, no so no you, you were saying? No, I just think that the, the longer they can keep this lineup going like that, it's going to just help everybody out. I mean, the more length they get out of that lineup, the, the guys, the, the Garrett Stubbs hitting the three-run homers in the ninth inning. I mean, these things are – I mean, it's it's been unheralded guys that – you know, you, you haven't really heard about before, but these guys are really contributing. It's one thing we heard Rob Thompson say, like when, when Bryson Stott really got hot. He goes, well, these guys bring a lot of energy. It's one thing to bring energy, but it's another thing to produce and contribute, and that's what these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben, let me take you to the bullpen. And Ben is good enough to come on with me every once in a while after the games as well on Monday and Tuesday nights here on WIP. So I think we've already discussed this, but it's worth uh, repeating and going over again. I'll get real specific. A guy like Familia. Brought him in, paid him what you paid him, he's had the level of success elsewhere, but you're a couple years removed from it. You're not asking him to close games, but you planned on using him in high-leverage situations, and he hasn't lived up to what would have been fair expectations leading into this year. Shoot, I got Philly fans calling me and saying he should be DFA'd. He's killing us. They're not going to do that. 
How do you work around that? How do you get him back to a level where you can use him in a key spot? Not necessarily closing, but not garbage time either. Up by 10 runs, down by 10 runs. How It's a tough task. How do the Phillies have to go about reestablishing a guy like Familia? Or have you seen enough where you say, all right, you made a mistake. You signed him. Now you got to eat it. You got to move on. Yeah, I think I think at this point you got to take the feelings out of it um, because of the amount of money that that ownership has spent, the fourth highest payroll, and and you said it, you're not asking him to close games, but Jody, you are asking him to throw strikes, and that's not just for him, but it's for the whole bullpen. You can't come out of the bullpen and throw balls. It, it just it can't happen. And some of these lineups are so good, especially these teams in the National League East. I mean, they have really legitimate lineups. And if you start walking, guys, you're just asking for that Earl Weaver three-run homer that's going to come back and bite you in the tail. Yep. But you are asking these guys to throw strikes. I, I think maybe that is the time you bring in a jury's familiar. Is, you know, maybe you're up by six or seven runs. Come in, throw strikes, and kind of ease your way back into that role that we signed you to be in. Um, uh, but uh, until then, I don't, I don't see any other way you can bring these guys into close ball games because if they're not going to throw strikes, then they shouldn't be in the ball game. Yeah, well, and that's the problem that uh, that they have. That's the challenge they have is he he looks at the bullpen and who can he rely on? Who who are the guys? Who are the two or three names out there, Ben? That if you're a manager, you say, okay, it's a close game. It's the seventh inning. This is my guy. Well, I think he kind of saw that yesterday in the first game. Um, I think he saw that with Sarah Anthony, uh, with Brad Hand, who came in to close that first game. You know, guys that are going to throw strikes for the most part. I know Hand hasn't been great with inherited runners. But when he comes into a clean inning, he's been pretty darn good. Sir Anthony is on a whole different planet right now. He's a whole different level. Um, what he's able to do with the baseball, with the, you know, he's got that four-seamer that cuts a little bit, but with the, he's throwing that two-seamer now that's exploding down and in on, on the knuckles of right-handed hitters. And he's got this wipeout slider right now. He's got these three pitches that are just dominant. Um, and I, I think, you know, is he going to be the closer at, by the end of the year? I think that's a good possibility, but I think the role that he is having right now, um, passing that torch along, you know, the, when you come in that, we heard Larry Anderson say all the time, you, know, you come in that ninth inning, there's no net underneath you. Yep. And we don't know if Sarah Anthony would be accustomed to that role or grow into that role. I guess we could always try it out, but until then, I think the Phillies are content to have him be that eighth inning guy. You know, there's a couple guys out there that, you know, you just they are the box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get out of them on a given day. Yes, some of them have really good stuff, but unless you can throw that ball across that 17-inch plate, you're not going to be out, out there having a lot of success. Ben Davis quoting Forrest Gump, let it be known. Jody? <laughs> uh, I'll go non-Forrest Gump, or I, I don't mean to. If I go there, so be it. I apologize. Um, ben Davis, at what age in your playing career did you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, I'm not as good as I was a year ago or two years ago? Was, was there a particular time, and do you know what age you were when you did that as a catcher in Major League Baseball? Yeah, um, well, I, I wouldn't say it was Major League Baseball. I think it was, um, you know, it was my last couple of years in the minor leagues. Um, it was one of those things where my bat speed just kind of evaporated. It seemed like every time I went up to the home plate, it was 0-2 or 1-2. and and I had trouble hitting balls out of, out, of, out of in batting practice. You know, it was one of those, it just seems like my bat speed decreased. It wasn't through a lack of effort. Uh, you know, the Lord knows I was the first one there every day, get my swings and get my reps. It just seems like no matter what I did, I just lost my bat speed. It's, uh, it's, it's tough to deal with, but I think I was at the point in my life where I said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. At that time, I had three kids. 
um, not making any money. I was basically paying to play money because, you know, they're traveling around with me, mm-hmm. you know, making no money. And it was just uh, it was one of those harsh realities. You've got, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to miss it, but I can't do it anymore. It was not a tough, not an easy time in my life, but it's one of those decisions as a grown man you have to make. How old were you? Uh, I was, what, 29? Yeah. yeah. I hope you've put together the pieces as to why I'm asking the question, because the yeah. Phillies have a 30-year-old catcher with three more years to go on his contract who looks to be losing some edge to his game, that his bat speed isn't what it used to be. It's a good thing he's still got his regular speed because he keeps bouncing into double plays, and every once in a while he does beat it out and let a run score with the bases loaded. Um any similarities to what you went through with what we're seeing these days with JTV Almuto? I think it is in, in catching up to the fastball. You know, he was, was a guy that could always get to that fastball, and he could drive it line to line. He's just very late on them right now. He's hitting a ton of fly balls to shallow right field, pop-ups a second. Uh, he's just not getting the bat there on time, and he also seems to be out in front in, on breaking balls. So that's not a good spot to be. Uh, believe me, I, I've been there. Uh, but that's the one thing that the concern that I have with, with him right now is the fact that he's not getting to the fastballs. And that's not a good sign because if you can't hit the fastball at the big league level, you're not going to be able to hit at all because these guys have dominant fastballs. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why you get through the minor leagues. You're, you are able to hit fastballs and get to that level. And, again, if you can't hit them at that level, it's, it's going to be a long run. Um, it's a good question, Jody. I, I think it still could be in there for him. I mean, he's got the raw athletic ability. I mean, you can see that. But it just seems like he's a tick off this, not a tick off, but more than a tick off this year because he's just not getting these pitches. And it's the, he's getting good pitches to hit. That's what I think is the most frustrating part that I can see out of him. And he's not a guy that shows a lot of frustration, but there's some pitches, a lot of pitches that he should have gotten to this year. They're just fouling off down the right field line because he's late. Yeah, yeah that is a concern. Um, ben, 13 out of 15 for the new manager. And, mm-hmm. you know, the axiom in baseball mm-hmm. is that a manager can win or lose you five games a year and doesn't ultimately make that much difference. But clearly something is different. Is it attitude, strategy, luck? What do you see? I think a little bit has to do with, with luck and strength of schedule. Because, you know, when this whole thing started, think about it. They, they go in there face the Angels, who were on that horrible losing streak, and then they end up firing Madden. And then they go into Milwaukee and play a horrendous team in Milwaukee. And I was just looking at the standings this morning. They're only a game back behind St. Louis, which I, I don't understand, mm-hmm. because that Milwaukee team I saw, the lineup was just a bad lineup. You know, then they come back home, and you know, they're, they're, playing, they're playing better baseball, and they're having all these guys that we discussed early in the conversation, all these guys, different guys contribute. And I think it was like the perfect storm to having, you know, winning 13 or 15 for Rob Thompson. From a strategic standpoint, I don't know how different it is. I mean, I think there's, I, I am seeing a little bit, uh, a little bit of difference of letting guys kind of, you know, do it on their own instead of just pulling the plug. Uh, lefty, lefty, I got to bring you out. Yeah, you know, I got to right. bring it right in. I think it's letting guys be themselves a little bit more. I will say, I will say this. I'm seeing a lot more top stepping, and that's from. You know, all 26 guys in that lineup, they're on that top stop step rooting on their teammates throughout the course of the ballgame. I'm seeing a lot more smiles on the bench. And listen, if you're not having fun playing this game, and again, it is a game, and I know they're getting paid millions of dollars, but at the end of the day, it is a game, and you play the game because A, you're good at it, and B, because it's fun. 
If they're not having fun, there's no sense in playing it. I know you can say, well, I play it for that amount of millions of dollars. Yeah, you probably would. But if you're not having fun, you know, what's the sense in doing it? These guys are having fun right now, and you can see it on their faces. All right, Ben, last one for me. Very player-specific again. I asked you about familiar about JTV Omuto. I want to ask about Reese Hoskins, because mm-hmm. when the team was struggling and before Girardi was let go, people were, we got to trade Reese Hoskins. Get what we can for Reese Hoskins. we got to rebuild this thing. Reese Hoskins is in a vital piece. And I would note that he's hitting 202 and say, what do you think you're going to get in exchange for Reese Hoskins if you traded him right now? Well, now he's carrying the team offensively, and that's Reese Hoskins. When he's hot, he's one of the best offensive players in baseball. Correct. When he's cold, he can kill you with his uh, strikeout, double play, out after out after out. So we know what he is. Now would be, if you're just talking about getting the best in value in return for him, now would be the time that you'd want to do something like that. If you went Dave Dombrowski's shoes, how would you look at Reese Hoskins right now? Well, I think it would have to be a major haul back in, you know, in maybe adding a couple really legit bullpen pieces. Um, Reese is, I think if you can manage the streakiness of, of Reese Hoskins, then obviously that would be the way to go. But like you said, when he's hot, I mean, he, he has carried this ball club at times yep. over the last three weeks to a month. He's been outstanding. Um, and I know people get on about his defensive woes and this and that. If he drives in more runs than he lets in from a defensive standpoint, that's fine by me. Um, is he going to win a gold glove? No, he's not. But if he's going to drive in more runs than he lets in, then I'm okay with it. Um, if they were to move Reese Hoskins, which I don't think is going to happen because I think they're willing to deal with the streakiness, if they were to deal him, I think it would have to be for some legit bullpen pieces, maybe even a starting pitcher. I'm not sure. Um, but I think that's the only way that Dave Dombrowski deals him right now. Yeah, and it's tough to find a team that has more than one legitimate bullpen piece to move. Correct. I'm, I'm not moving for a guy who's going to give me 70 innings a year, which is typically what you get these days. So, yeah. Ben Davis, it is always a pleasure. When are you? Uh, when do we ne- next get to see you on TV? I will be. I fly out of here on uh, the off day on Monday to head to Texas. So I got those two in Texas in the booth with Tom, and then we go to San Diego for four uh, before returning home. San Diego so, is nice. going to be a really good test. It will, it will be a really hey, big test. Yeah, they're playing be good whatever, baseball. 19 out of 21 after San Diego, then we really got something. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. All right, uh, Ben, go enjoy all your kids, man. We'll do. Thanks, guys. I appreciate right, it so much. Ben. Thanks Have so much go. for joining us. Yeah, the, the challenge with trading Hoskins is nobody's going to get – listen, if you can get a legitimate starting pitcher, I, everybody's looking for that, right? I don't know who's going to give you that. And bullpen, it's – there's just not not that much depth. If if you're a bad team, you probably don't have good bullpen to trade. Right, and I give Dave Dombrowski and the other 29 general managers and all those who came before him this much of a break. It's the toughest thing in baseball to do. Yeah. Identify good relievers that are going to be good when they come to your team. You You go out and get guys that you think are going to be upgrades, and they come in and they stink. You find a guy in the scrap heap, he comes in. You see what this kid Holmes is doing for the Yankees this year? He's yes. become their closer. Yes, He was a middling guy. I saw him pitch plenty against the Phillies out of the Pirate bullpen. Yeah. He was absolutely nothing special. How the hell do you know he's going to become it's, the best closer I, in baseball? It's so year-to-year with relievers, which is why the, the one thing that I do believe in is not signing relievers to expensive long-term contracts. Right. Because they're all so year-to-year. 
And All right. Let me, but, let's, uh, but if you're trading a guy like Reese Hoskins in exchange for him, you can absolutely get crushed in the deal. Oh, Bring yeah. in a guy, and a guy can be uh, well below average, and you're ca- counting on him being the key piece of your bullpen. Yeah, good luck. Roll the dice. Well, that's – I mean, it was free, it was a signing, not a trade, but that's what Canable is this year, right? Yep. They thought he'd come in. He'll be good, and hardly. Uh, let's get Carl in Bucks County up here. Wants to talk about Hoskins. Hey, Carl. Amazing coincidence. There you go. Let me preface everything by saying it's wonderful to hear you guys together again. You, uh, sadly, I had to take the loss, the loss of Ray, and I hope he's enjoying retirement. He uh, Ray retires in an odd way, so he retires, and now all he all he does is work. So this will give me one more one last chance to plug it. He is going to be signing and selling books today at Surfside Park in Avalon. Ray is driving from Center City to Avalon just to do this library book signing at six o'clock. So there you go. So he'll okay, be, he'll be the he'll be the guy on the beach with long a uh, long pants, khakis, and a button <laughs> yeah. down long sleeve shirt. That's the one. Okay. You got it. I'll see him on his blanket. Okay. I, 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 this, uh, I, nothing personal about Reese Hopkins. I'm looking at a ball player. Uh, first of all, he cannot field his position, which frustrates me. That error the other night on that throw, this kid plants his foot on first base as soon as he hears the ball go off the bat, and he anchors there no matter where the hell the ball is thrown. Teach him how to move his feet and, and shift his positioning. Number two, uh, yeah, you're – you're not going to get a hotter Reese Hopkins until probably mid-August because that's the way this kid rolls. He's good for 10, 15 home runs on the beginning of the season and a little bit more than that maybe towards the middle and end of the season, mm. and he gets a soft 40. And while you say that, you know they're functioning and I hate to give that up, he's, he's not going to win you a pennant. He's not that type of a slugger. They don't fear – facing Reese Hoskins, because you can pitch to Reese Hoskins. You'll strike him out on the same pitch a million times. And that's my biggest complaint about him. And the Phillies going into this season, I don't know the new players, but up until then, they seem to get struck out on the same pitch all the time. Hey, I you, don't see a lot uh, of them just... I, 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 listen, I appreciate your input. I don't have a whole lot to argue with you about. But you do realize... The, the, you, you don't sound like a guy who's enjoyed the last 15 games. Has he been on vacation the last two weeks? Yeah, I was going to no, say, no, Carl, no. you're a bit of a Debbie Downer considering what's going on these days. Well, because it's so delicious when it happens, and you know it's not maintainable. All right. And okay. All, all right. We got to we got to go. I I appreciate your input. I'm late for a break. I wanted to get you in before that, Jody. All those good vibes I had after Ben Davis eroded with that call. And and uh, Ben is not a, a pom pom waving guy. No, no. There there are guys like that. He's not one of them. He'll tell you what he sees. But yeah, Ben paid close attention the last two weeks. Apparently, the caller has been out of the country, and uh, uh, he, I hope he had a great time and yeah, uh, didn't he, have any problems getting back in. Thinks it's a mirage. 215-592-9494. We are here until 1 o'clock. Go Birds Radio coming up at that point, Kyle. And Kyle, today, because we've covered a lot, we always like to get in what we forgot to talk about. You have a an especially great one of those coming up at the end of the show, right? I sure do. Good. I want to plug that. There you nice. go. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. 94 WIP. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 215-592-9494. Jody McDowell, Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP. Jody, you got any big plans for the rest of the day? Any, any Do anything this weekend that's going to be fun? You probably work in 18 different jobs today, aren't you? I don't hear Jody. Okay, well, <laughs> in lieu of that, is he still connected? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Okay. Hey, sorry about that. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, I, I will ask you, do you have any plans for the rest of the day? Anything fun this weekend? Or are you uh, working your oh, no, I'm working. different jobs? I, I, I work on the weekends. Uh, some people uh, take weekends off, like 90% of uh, the working world. Uh, I got a CBS show tomorrow, uh, tonight, one uh, tomorrow night as well, and a, uh, a, a massive show with you tomorrow. Yeah, you and I have 90 minutes tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, there you go. Early Phillies game, noon in Washington. They want to get that one out of the way for all those suffering Nationals fans. So, yeah, you and I are on from 10 to 11.30. Do you – and I know everything is different, right? And and you, you have done local and national shows for decades. Correct. So it's probably not – I may be asking you, like, who's – you know, asking somebody who's their favorite child. Um, do you – have a preference over all these years of doing local or national? It's funny because I now enjoy the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a period of time when I was only doing local. There was a period of time when I was only doing national. And now I'm getting a chance to do both. And it's just that much more fun. Now you got to remember what you're doing every time you sit down that uh, you have a different way of doing the show. You have a different way of emphasizing different things. I love doing both. Uh, it is kind of like, yeah, which is your favorite child? You can't win the uh, argument one way or the other, but uh, I, I really do enjoy doing both. I got to think national is tough only because, I mean, I can immerse myself in the, in the four teams here and feel like I really know what is going on, right? Although we just had a guy on Twitter who said, neither you nor I know anything about hockey, so we shouldn't even be talking <laughs> about it. But that's he's a little more excited about the hiring than we are. I only played it and coached it and covered it and whatever, but that's fine. He can he can certainly have that opinion. But with doing national stuff, 
and I I remember working with you all those years back. I was always amazed that you could tell me, you know, who was the backup third baseman on the Seattle Mariners and who was the second line right winger on the Winnipeg Jets. And you just you you had an amazing ability, amazing retention and knowledge of that stuff. But doing national stuff, I mean, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna bring up like, you know, what do you think of the Sacramento Kings versus the the Houston Rockets? And like, I don't know. I got a general enough knowledge to be able to carry on that conversation. Now, it takes work. You got to put in the time and effort. I spend too much time in front of my computer at some point like you. I think I'm going to get carpal tunnel. Haven't yet. I'm not actually a writer, but I spend so much time going from website to website to website to website uh, that, yes, it it, to, to be able to carry on a conversation on a national level you got to do a lot of homework and i willingly do so but uh you know enough i know enough if somebody wants to get really uber specific about the vancouver canucks about their fourth line center being a major detriment to the team all right yeah i'm probably fudging that one but um (laughs) for for the, the 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 news breaking topics and the big stories and the like um we talk a little bit about deshaun watson here in Philadelphia because the Eagles did legitimately try and acquire him. So uh, he'll come up every once in a while here. Oh, no, everybody's talking about him on a national level. Yeah, sure, sure. That that's most of what the national shows are like. The very specific, minute, detailed conversation about a specific team. You only get once every blue moon. Yeah. Thank God the Eagles didn't get him because he I'm guessing he's going to get a long suspension. The stuff that's coming out that continues that, oh, yeah. uh, that and and what's really bad is and I had John McClain on one of my shows the long time uh, NFL Houston. writer yep. Hall of Fame guy from Houston um, uh, he didn't even know that the he, at some point I think the Texans were complicit that he had a security mm-hmm. guy who was giving him NDAs for his masseuses to fill out ahead of time. Why is that even necessary? Yeah, I saw and, that. And how do you come up with the fact that, other than he told you, yeah, someone's thinking about outing me on Twitter or whatever, and your response is, here is an NDA, get him to sign it ahead of time? Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. That looks really bad. And the contract that the Browns signed him to is also seems complicit because if he gets suspended the first year, he loses very little pay. It's all backloaded and guaranteed, and the Browns, I think, are going to end up looking real bad in this thing. Anyway, all right. I wanted to discuss one thing. We talked earlier, Pro Football Focus. I'm, I, You're not a huge fan of it. I like it less than you, but every once in a while they do things that I do find interesting and sometimes good. They did a ranking of the 32 offensive lines in the NFL. The Eagles ranked first. I don't think that's anybody really uh, has a big problem with that, even if you're not an Eagles fan, right? Their offensive line is terrific. Here's the reason why they're first. If you ask me who's got the best starting five in the National Football League on the offensive line, I would say Philadelphia Eagles. If you ask me who's got the best depth on the offensive line, I would say the Eagles. Not only are they very good across the board with their five starters, and oh, by the way, I think Isaac Samalu is going to start right tackle. There are some who are saying that right Driscoll guard. did a good, what did I say, tackle? I yeah, meant right guard. guard. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Thank you for correcting me. Um, Driscoll did well filling in there last year. Isaac's going to start. Uh, the, the offensive line uh, coach, who, oh, by the way, is the closest thing to an assistant coach you're going to find on the Eagles right now, um, loves him. 
And he has shown the ability to be flexible and move from side to side, move from guard to tackle and center and everything else. I think he's unquestioned. If he's healthy, he's going to be their starting right guard. But they got great depth as well. Their youngsters are good, and they have, because of injuries, had to force-feed these guys into the lineup. I expect Nate Herbig to go up and start for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Pryor, who couldn't make the Eagles roster, is starting for Indianapolis. It just tells you how good they are and how good Stoutland is as an offensive line coach. I agree. And they got a first-rounder who can't crack the lineup, which I don't know if that speaks to Dillard or Mylotta or whatever, but yes. But So now, uh, in addition to that, the Athletic this week did its ranking of offensive skill players of the 32 teams, and uh, not quarterback, but they ranked three receivers, um, uh, an X, a Z, and a slot, theoretically, a tight end, and a running back, okay? For each of the 32 teams, the team that they put the best is the Bengals, which, you know what? Not bad. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, and Joe Mixon. That's pretty good. Right. Okay. They have uh, the the Dolphins second. Well, I guess they got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So yeah, why not? Jacecki's good. Uh, Mostert is their running back these days. Uh, the Raiders third. Remember they got Devonte Adams and they got Darren Waller. They have the Niners four, and the Eagles five. Fifth best skill position set in the NFL, and I think. I believe they're second in the NFC in this behind only San Francisco. Yeah, second in the NFC. So the offensive line is great. The skill position players are well above average. You talked earlier about how excited you were about the defense, which means it all rests on, well, two things, Jody. (laughs) The quarterback and the coach. Yes, and oh, by the way, if you're specifically talking about the offense, we found out, the coach isn't as as involved as we were led to believe, yeah. or we thought was the case, that yeah. Shane Steichen took over play calling midseason last year and is going to be the play caller this year, which I'm okay with. Usually you wouldn't think that with a second-year coach. He's already given up the responsibilities of play calling. Well, he wasn't really a play caller when he came in. Mm-hmm. The Indianapolis Colts head coach we know quite well was the guy who was calling plays when he was there. So they hired him because they just thought he was a good coach, period, and that he was a motivator and that the players would respond to him. Uh, so the fact that he has already given up that responsibility, some people have an issue with, I don't. Now, I don't know how good Shane Steichen is. I didn't put him through that uh, same microscope that you would if you knew he was calling the plays. But we can look back in 2020 hindsight. Um, yeah, I'm going to pay very close attention to Shane Steichen this year, but I'm not I'm not put off by the fact that as of right now, it doesn't look like uh, Sirianni is going to be calling the plays. Yeah, I don't care who calls him as long as it works. And Sirianni gave it up. He didn't say what week it was, but it sounded nope. like it was shortly before midseason. And the Eagles' offense was much better in the second half of the season than it was in the first. Now, you can also say they had easier opponents, but they changed the focus of it, and they began running the ball. Um, You know, the low point was that game against Dallas where they gave it to the running back four times, something like that, ridiculous. And they they never got anything going, and then they changed it, and it worked. So if it's Steichen and it works, I don't care who it is if the head coach thinks – he wants to be more involved in kind of looking at what's happening on the field and talking to the refs and talking to his special teams coordinator and doing all of those things. I 
I don't really care how they administrate it as long as it works, and I thought it worked. Um, and these rankings give you a lot of optimism for the season. Again, it's Jalen Hurts, or I don't want to say it's Jalen Hurts' rise or fall, but so much of it rides on Jalen Hurts' ability to take a big step up this season. Uh, and I can't say I'm confident or pessimistic with Hurts. I just want to see it. Right, and we're all going to be watching it. Uh, don't bother watching the preseason because he's not going to play there. No. He didn't last year. He's not going to this year. Until week one against the Lions, we're all going to have our opinions on what Jalen Hurts can be, will be, where the improvement's going to come, and then we're going to have to actually have to wait and watch it for ourselves to find out if it's actually going to transpire. Yeah, can I predict uh, August for us? Thursday night, so we're going to come on in a weekend in August, you and I, and Carson Strong is going to have like some great Thursday night preseason game, and we will be fielding calls about this is the guy. This is the guy who should be starting. It's a foregone conclusion, Mac. Of course it's going to happen that way. Not if Gardner Minshew has anything to say about it, but (laughs) someone will go in reference to, we need to go in another direction at quarterback. Oh yeah, and people love the backups. They always there's no better job than being a backup quarterback. It's uh, you, you get paid a lot of money. You don't get your uniform dirty. You don't get hurt, and the public tends to love you. It's a good gig. Yeah, and in case there's a uh, fight that breaks out on the sideline, you got the clipboard, so you also have a weapon that you can use to defend yourself. <laughs> there you go. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We have one more segment. Jody McDonald, Glenn Macknell. We'll find out what we forgot to talk about. And there was a lot this week that would uh, be fun to squeeze in here on 94 WIP. And it is time for me to tell you about United Tire. Look, before you head out on that summer road trip, head into United Tire. Get those tires checked and save big all summer long with great deals on BF Goodrich and Michelin. It's the perfect time to save on safety and to get your vehicle ready for fun summer adventures with the family. Start your summer off right. Make sure those tires are ready for drives down to shore. Before those summer road trips are in your rearview mirror, get to United Tire. Remember, don't drive alone, drive United. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Macnow. This hour is sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. Jody and I will, as we said, be back again tomorrow for a quick romp through the park, a little 90-minute show leading up to Phillies Nationals. Uh, and, Jody, every Sunday we do our Scheib Sports This Week in Philadelphia Sports History, and I will just preview it by saying I actually think today is the end. No, yesterday was the anniversary of something we will discuss tomorrow, which is one of the bleakest, blackest days in Philadelphia sports history. Anyway, that's the tease. All right, let us go to our producer, Kyle Quinn, and find out what did we forget to talk about today. Yeah, well, I want to start this off on a little happy day. I'm going to give you a little, uh, the Braves lost the game, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. After what, like 13 or 14 in a row? Losing one nothing to the Cubs yesterday. So the Phillies finally were able to gain a game on the Atlanta Braves. Game and a half. That's right. They won two yesterday. <laughs> it is amazing. I don't know that it's ever happened in baseball. The team wins 13 out of 15 games and actually loses ground. You, you can't you can't foresee something like that. But Only the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, um, and the Mets are, have had such a good season. I think we all agree. We're, the Phils are playing for the wild card, right? Yeah, because it doesn't look like they're going to catch up to the Mets, and the Braves look like they might catch up to the Mets. So, mm. Right, and it'll take, Joe, you figure 87 wins for the wild card? 
Uh, 87 for the third and final one, yes. I think you're okay. going to win. Uh, can 86 get it done? Maybe, maybe not 87. I'd feel more comfortable with. All right. So you just uh, want to get in the tournament, right? Right. And I, I certainly believe this team is capable of doing it. I believe that before the season and the way they're playing right now, they're, they're not going to win 13 out of their next 15 going forward from here. But uh, do I think they can end up with that kind of record? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yep. Yeah, they they definitely need to keep piling on these series wins because it's kind of a logjam there at the bottom of the uh, the bottom of the standings there for that third wild card. Teams like the Brewers, uh, even the Braves, Giants, you know, Padres, Dodgers, whoever is going to be left out of that division is going to be fighting for that spot too. So definitely going to be tough to uh, get into toward the end of the season there. So uh, agreed. Yes, got to just keep playing playing the way they're playing and. The one thing that the Phillies had a tough time doing in recent years was beating bad teams. We talked about that last week. They went out and had a great week against the Marlins, who are not terrible, but they always have problems with the Marlins. And so far with Washington, two games to go, that's a good sign. Yeah. All right. Beating the Marlins was a – sorry, just real quick. Beating the Marlins is a big step forward. Where you'll really know if they're getting it together is if – I want to see them take on the Braves in a couple weeks, see how they fare against uh, in that series. So Agree. That'll be good. Okay. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals, fellas. You guys Mm -hmm. been watching any of that? Game one the other night, overtime. This is such a good matchup in terms of like – like an actual hockey matchup. Um, the offensive firepower, the Colorado Avalanche versus Vasilevsky, who I think is just a complete great. stud. It's yep. a great series, guys. Jody, you go first. Is that maker guy available? I think he'd be a Tortorella <laughs> player. Yeah. If they could get him, he could improve their defense pretty quickly. Uh, Bobby Brink in, instead of him, huh? Do I think. you, do you or know Cam York, who, maybe? who Al Morgani compared him to the other day? Bobby Orr, didn't he? Unbel- I yeah. fell off my chair. Yeah. Al being a first of all, Al being a Boston guy. Yeah. Second of all, Bobby Orr, you're too young to have seen Bobby Orr. Jody, you, I don't even know if you saw Bobby Orr. I did. You did. Yeah. yeah okay. Just, I was young and yeah. Um, I not, not the beginning of his career. I saw the later stages. Yeah, of Bobby oh, Orr, which by the way, post knee surgeries. Yeah. yeah, he was not the same player, but you could just tell, even though he wasn't getting the kind of results that he did. Just so smart, always in the uh, right space on the ice and making the right pass. Even though he was a shadow of his former self, he was still phenomenal. Well, I saw Bobby Orr in his prime, as obviously did Al, growing up in Boston, and for Al to compare anybody to Bobby Orr was amazing to me. Bottom line is, listen, I'm excited about Tortorella coming to Philadelphia. We'll see how it works out. So much more of it is on the general manager than the coach, but this is this is going to be fun and exciting. You look at what you see in the cup finals and in the series leading up to the cup finals, you know, the 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 the, the final four, the, the semis, even before that, it's a whole different realm of hockey they're playing now than what we've seen in this city and hopefully the Flyers will be able to get there. Yeah, and that's a soon-to-be-inducted Hockey Hall of Famer, Al Morgani. So that's his, true. his opinion's not to be taken lightly on that, right? <laughs> no, carries more weight than it did five <laughs> days ago. Yes. All right, uh, let's pivot over to the... We're not quite a soccer city, guys, but uh, maybe that could all change four years from now as Philadelphia has won the bid as a host city for the 2026 World Cup. That adds a little extra juice to the World Cup for you guys, does it? Um, I, I think people know I don't I don't care a whit about soccer and no. I, and I'm I don't mean that in a hostile way I just I, like I don't watch it. I don't enjoy it but uh, I am a fan of big events and I'm a fan of our area of our of Philadelphia and the metropolitan area and I think when you get big world events this one specifically the World Cup uh, conventions you know the Pope visiting all of those things 
it helps show you as a world-class city. So getting the World Cup to me was a big deal. And for people who love soccer, it's going to be great. Jode? Um, will either Jaquiski Tart, recently <laughs> signed Eagle, or Jamie Tart be participating? Jamie, Jamie in- Tart. Oh, my God. What a great wow. pull by you. That was so great. Yeah, I mean, that's great. That's impressive. <laughs> that is great for people. You better for people who don't know. Tell them what that is. That would be a Ted Lasso reference. Yes, uh, I like Glenn. I'm not a big. I don't think I'm as much a soccer detractor as Glenn is. Yeah, but I'm not I don't a big do that fan anymore. of any stretch of the imagination. Great that it's coming here to the U.S. Here's the only question I have: It's 2026, right? Yeah. And they usually have it in sometime in June or July. This year they're doing it late because it's in Qatar and the yeah, heat would be too much. So it's not coming down till into the fall. But I'm assuming they're looking to come back to summer months for 2026. We got the Major League Baseball All-Star Game coming in. Oh, we're going to have everything. Yeah. In 2026. <laughs> well, because it's, it's the 250th anniversary of the country. So uh, for people who remember the bicentennial in 76, everything was here. I think all four, well, not the football All-Star game, but I think NBA All-Star game, NHL All-Star game, MLB All-Star game, we're all here as well as a bunch of stuff. So you you worried about them conflicting in time? Conflicting in time, conflicting in traffic, conflicting in a lot of things. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm most It may make it very to. difficult to get around Philadelphia <laughs> it, at that it, point. It may. I don't know how much it overlaps, but I, but, but I, I love that, and I think we're going to get a bunch of other stuff as well, and I think it's – I think it's terrific. I can't wait for that. I'll be, geez, we're still four years away, but uh, I hope to be here doing it. You All, right, what else? All right, let me just give you one more thing here before we uh, appropriately pivot over to uh, Go Birds Radio with Jimmy and Elliot. The Eagles had just about everyone up in arms the other day as they made what uh, they probably thought was a minor change, minor <laughs> tweak, but the reaction was far from that. They now have a new word marking. Uh, Which I bet, me, is, I bet you and I and Jody were not familiar with the phrase word mark. I was not this. until uh, nope. actually it's a new term that was introduced to me the other day when yep. that came out. It just seems unnecessary to me. What do you guys think? Uh, I put I, I posted on my Twitter feed right after they did it, the old word mark, which is really a logo, whatever. It's the design of the the, the the print that they use and the new one and asked people which they preferred. And not surprisingly, 76% of people took the old one, mostly because people hate change. And and I feel for everybody who has that Eagles word mark tattooed on themselves, <laughs> but I guess it, it will eventually become a classic. Well, yeah. You know uh, what? I'm, that's yeah. kind of the Eagles word marking of, I'm using the word word marking, of my era, right? That, that's going to yeah. be really nostalgic in about 20 years from now, from right. McNabb days to the Super Bowl squad. That's mm-hmm. my era of Eagles football. Right, and nobody likes change. Again, I like the one that when I moved to town was the Buddy Ryan era with the bird holding the football and its talons and the Kelly Green. And So the way I feel about Kelly Green is the way you're going to feel about this one and the way the next 25 years from now everybody's kids are going to feel about the one they did now. I'll just say two things about the one they did now. It lo- Or one thing. It looks to me a lot like what Washington did with its new one, and I don't want to be anything like Washington, Jody. Um, come on. Can we get serious here for a minute? <laughs> It's a money grab. You know it's a money grab. I know it's a money grab. The Eagles know it's a money grab. That's why they change, not because they actually believe, oh, it's so much better, so much sharper. No, it's different. 
and different is good because you sign you sell more memorabilia you sell more t-shirts and uh magnets for the refrigerator and cups and glasses and everything else you got to have there's a percentage of the fan base out there that has to have the newest the latest the greatest it is what it is it's it's a way to generate revenues and more power to them because believe it or not football is a business so all the tattoo parlors are happy because now everybody's going to want the new work. And there'll be new people coming in. And, oh, by the way, Glenn, I'm glad to acknowledge that neither one of us is too old to learn. Word marking and uh, sports washing is the other one. Sports washing, yes. Well, we can, New we can, to my vocabulary that I've had to learn and add over the last couple of months. There you go yeah, with the new golf thing. All right, so coming up, James and Ellie, is that what we have there? Correct. A little Go Birds Radio. Stay tuned for them. Jody, you and I tomorrow morning at 10. I look forward to it. Terrific job there, Kyle. Everybody enjoy the rest of your day right here on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.